Uh, what I've learned through the years, and I'm still learning and working on it, is that people need to be in charge of something. They need to be needed. They need to have some input. That's been my biggest challenge through the years is, you know, at the end of the day, they clock out and go home. They come back tomorrow. But they need the same type of satisfaction from job well done that, that I do. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. I'm here with Eric Cooper, one of the co-owners of Cooper's True Value Hardware here in Taft, California. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you very much. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Well, my brother Jeffrey and I own Cooper's True Value Home Center. We, it's a family business and second generation. So we've been around in Taft since 1977. And for visioners who don't know, True Value isn't a franchise, it's a co-op. Well, co-ops have been around forever. They are a buying group. Okay. You have a home office, a corporation that provides the computers, they provide the advertising help, mm -hmm. they provide the warehouse and the trucks and the catalogs. That's, you know, that's where our cost is. Right. We pay a monthly fee to have all those services. Have a truck that comes twice a yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Right. So on that truck, we have the opportunity to um, order whatever we need out of the catalog and whatever quantity. Right. So it allows us the opportunity to have a one-stop shop without having to order from a bunch of different vendors, paying a bunch of different shipping fees, right. and having minimums like a case or two or right. lots of other stuff. So the cooperative has been around in various types of businesses. Hardware stores have done it for a long time, right. but we're all individually owned. And because we're a cooperative, we're not kind of stuck with the same rules you would have as a franchise like mm. McDonald's or something like right. that. You know, we can do whatever we want. We can order from whoever we want. But the key is trying to buy as much from True Value, which gives them buying power right. and keeps, keeps them out there having negotiating power with the vendors to try to compete with all the other stores out there. And at the same time, if you need to order one ball peen hammer, you don't have to buy a case of them. Right. It also allows you to carry other kinds of merchandise as well. Because one of the things I noticed when I first came into the store is you walk in and you have dog food. Mm -hmm. That's not a hardware store thing. <laughs> the beauty of a hardware store is there's a lot of things people don't think of. And it, okay. it still cracks me up today. Right. My customers, I didn't know you sold this or that. Right. We answer the needs of the community. And because my brother and I are here pretty much every day. Right. We can get feedback from our employees and our customers on what they're looking for. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the changes in the retail environment. Mm. For years, we stayed away from animal feed and dog food because our local farm and ranch supply was here. Sure. They've gone out of business and retired, mm -hmm. so we fill that void. Right. And you fill it kind of a little bit in small steps okay. to make sure it's going to work for us. Right. But the beauty is if I want to sell dog food, True Value as a cooperative has a great selection in the warehouse. Really? So it's a real easy way with all of risks right. to do that. And you can start small, see what people are looking for, and they'll help us if we need the buying power. If somebody wants to buy 50 bags of, of Alpo, right. we can have it here Wednesday. But how did you discern from your customers the changes in their buying habits. Because it's one thing to go through and look at your 
profit loss statement every six months or every year and see what's moving and what's not moving. But it's something else to sit there and go, yeah, I, I got a customer that needs chicken scratch. We laugh because you have to be an expert in all different areas. Okay. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm sure. But I love asking my friends what they think. And if I know someone that's got a, a ranch or has chickens and different types of animals, they'll tell you. Right. And they want to have something they can have the convenience of buying. Right. So they're a lot of help. The customers will tell us what they're looking for. Right. And sometimes if you're in a big box store, there's no chance they're going to bring it in because that manager doesn't have the ability to respond to special requests. Right. We're the owners and the buck stops with us. So if right. I want to try something, um, my brother gets mad at me because if one person asks for it, I usually bring it in. <laughs> so he's like, just because one person asks for it doesn't mean you we need to carry it. Right. A lot of times it's just the gut instinct of knowing it through the years. Right. And, uh, and we learn a lot. There's some things I've never even heard of and thought of. And it's like, oh, wow, we should be carrying that. Like what? Well, there's certain types of tools okay. that have weird names, weird uses. Right. And I find, too, that if one person's looking for it, there's probably somebody else as well. Mm. And being a cooperative, we can order one or two in and not have a lot of financial stake in trying something new. Right. And, you, you, you know, there's so many different ways people learn about stuff now. Right. You know, all, everybody's got Instagram page, YouTube. And you can spot trends that way as well. It's fun for us to be able to respond quickly because we have the flexibility because we own the store. One of the challenges that a lot of business owners have is they'll have a product and they fall in love with that product or they think that, you know what, it's gonna, somebody's gonna need that someday. Somebody's, you know, yeah. somebody's gonna want that. But in a business like yours, you've got a ra rather limited shelf life. How do you let things go and, and not let them collect dust? Well, the good thing is a lot of things in the hardware store don't go bad like a grocery store. There's right. no expiration date on a, on a hammer. Right. But the same sense is tastes change, styles change, manufacturers change. Right. So sometimes the manufacturer is going out of business and they're not available anymore. So right. we're forced to look for something new. Right. But in the same sense, it's easy to respond to things as long as you've got something fresh and new. Mm. I... Through the years, we've noticed that female shoppers have kind of driven that thing. Really? As before, it could have some dust on it, and it could be put somewhere, and, and guys don't care. Right. Most of your handyman and your other guys that are working on stuff, they just want the, they want the product. They want the thing. Yeah. But then HGTV came along. <laughs> it changed everything. <laughs> right. Great. And all these different programs and all these different ways, they made it look easy. Right. But, like anything... They can stop the camera when the paint dumps over. They can right. stop the camera when you realize you don't have the right part and got to go back to the hardware store. They make it look easy. Right. But because of that, they empowered a lot of people right. to do a lot of home improvement projects. How did that change in demographics change your store? Well, a lot of times the women are watching. Right. The female's watching the show. Right. So she's driving the projects at home. Right. And the husband gets sent in to get it. Well, a lot of times they'll come in together. Right. But over the course of time, the husband wasn't really reliable on bringing home the right thing. <laughs> so, so the females started coming to the store. Right. They're more demanding. They want the store well lit. They want things to be well merchandised. Right. They're impulsive shoppers. Right. They enjoy the experience, but they also, it's a free country, so you can shop where you want. Right. So it's caused a lot of small businesses like us to step up our game. Right. Dust it off a little bit and present it differently. People need to be motivated and they need to give it a little bit of confidence to do it on their own. Right. And so it's become a, you know, there's still a place for your handyman and your remodeler and your designers and stuff, but when the going gets tough, 
you can go to the hardware store and get a bucket of paint, change the knobs on your dresser pretty easily. Get some dog food, get yeah, some paper we'll, towels. And then while you're there, maybe we'll sell them something else. <laughs> right, and and that's, the, that's the, the joy of having things displayed nicely. Right. Is if it's hard to find, it's not shoppable, it's not desirable, they're not gonna, they're gonna pass it up. But when things are there, I'll see people with a handful of stuff. They go, I came in for a light bulb, dang you, Eric. Right. You know, and I go, well, can I get you a cart? You know, we have fun with it. And you know, it happens all the time. People find stuff they didn't think they needed or they didn't think we carried. You also mentioned at one point in our previous conversation that you can't sell your way out of an empty truck. I think people have to keep in mind that, you know, it's, we've all been kind of spoiled by big selections and mm. big presentations. Right. Hardware store people have to be really choosy and selective and smart on how they buy and how they display their merchandise. Right. But we've also educated our customer to watch for deals. Mm. And the art of the deal is probably a real proud thing for a lot of people. Right. For us, I'm not excited when someone gets 75% off 75% something. off. Right. But what happens is they'll see it presented in, you know, right after October, right after Halloween on the shelf and it's Christmas. They know it's going to be marked down if it doesn't sell. Right. So they're willing to take that risk. Right. And if it hasn't sold by then, they know we're going to mark it down to make room for other stuff. Right. And no one wants to hold on to merchandise that maybe wasn't the best choice by the buyer. Right. Or wasn't what was in right now. So for us, you can't sell, you got to be prepared and you have to have that fine line mm. of keeping stuff in stock, but realizing that everything in here we paid for already. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's got to go. You know, it may be paid for, but we still got to pay the employees. We still got to pay rent. We still right. got to pay taxes. Sure. So it's a, it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of figure out what you want to compete in and what battles you want to fight. Is that the reason why you don't have a lot of Christmas trees and other holiday items? Yeah, I mean, 50 years ago, this was where people came to get their Christmas stuff. Right. But now you can order a tree on Amazon and have it tomorrow. Right. And the shipping will probably be free. Right. And you can go to the grocery store and probably find some of the same merchandise we're selling. Or you can, uh, you know, you go into Home Depot or Lowe's and the selection is just amazing. Right. So we have always tried to not fight a battle we can't win. Right. So we look for those niches. We look for those things that aren't being met. Right now with the barrage of dollar stores, we've brought back vacuum cleaners. We brought back small appliances. Really? We brought back microwaves, things that aren't typically on a dollar store shelf because right. they have a higher ticket price. Right. So that's been a real good thing for us is as the retailers close and move on like Kmart and Sears and right. all the other small town retailers that filled that void for years, we're kind of coming back to the old days, bringing in things that people are looking for. And you'd be surprising what it is. It's pretty interesting. And that brings us to our first visitor question, courtesy of Mike Saba, a Zillow Premier agent with Watson Realty, selling Bakersfield homes since 1992. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com. Visitor Jordan from right here in Taft asks, what tax write-offs for your customers have you had the most fun with? One of the fun things about tax write-offs is everybody has them. Right. And for us, it's writing off dead merchandise. Mm. It's writing off things that can be sent to or donated to Habitat for Humanity right. or other causes around town. Mm -hmm. 
even nonprofit groups that do yard sales will call them up and say, have I got a load for you, bring a pickup truck. Right. But probably one of the most enjoyable things we do is an event called Fill a Bag. Okay. And we will go into a, a available store that's got enough room that's, that's been closed and is vacant and we'll, we'll set up tables and we'll bring all the stuff that's been set aside from closeouts, discontinues, returns. You know, there's a lot of different ways people can buy that stuff now. Right. You know, auctions and other different areas. People right. have kind of gotten onto it. But right. for us, we make it a shopping experience. We make it kind of exciting. So we'll tell them that you can buy this bag for $20. It's a paper grocery bag. Okay. And as long as you, you can put whatever you want in here in this room, in this room, but if it's not fitting in the bag and it's sitting on top, we'll pluck it out and you got to start all over again. <laughs> but it has to be, at least some of it's got to be in so the bag. So if it's a, you know, uh, a, a large, long item, as long as part of it's in the bag, <laughs> right. it wins. But if not, I have friends that love to help me out with these sales. And, right. And I, they offer to work, but all they ask for is to go shopping first with their own bag. <laughs> they get first pick. So they get to be my security guards and my <laughs> monitors and things like that. So they'll scan at the door and if right. someone comes with a bag and they have kind of cheated a little bit, sure. they'll yank it right out and say, nope. <laughs> so the person is so excited by the fill a bag sale, they'll run around the front entrance and pay another $20 for the paper bag. <laughs> so it's a great way to get rid of dead merchandise. Right things that wouldn't go on a clearance table, they would just sit there. But how do you quality control this? Because if, you know, if I could just imagine somebody gets a bag, they fill it up with stuff, they dump it in their car, and they bring the bag back in and say, here, I, I can get another 20 bucks worth of stuff. Well, you're, you're kind of relying on the goodwill of the customer, first of all, because right. they know the rules coming in. Right. But second of all, they know they're getting a great deal on stuff they probably didn't need. Right. The, the key is having people at the door and people that can have fun and right. that can handle a crazy, consumer right. that's, that's trying to get a deal somewhere. So it's a lot of fun. It's amazing what people pick. Right, whether they, they need it or not, they oh, buy it. It's human nature. Yeah. Sure, right, sure, <laughs> exactly. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about community involvement. Yes, it's very important for us as business owners to be involved in the community, but we all run into this situation where we we help out or we get involved with one group and every single other nonprofit in the world suddenly wants us to come play with them. How do you pick which ones to get involved with? But before we do that, Eric, if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, we have a website, and that's the way people find things these days. Right. It's coopertruevalue.com. Okay. .com. We also still receive a lot of phone calls, believe it or not. Right. And our phone number is 661-765-7531. We get a lot of emails. Right. It's truevalue at BAK. Dot rr com. Okay. And we're located on the busiest intersection in Taft, where the only the only street light is. So right. it's 407 9th Street in Taft, California, 93268. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we'll talk about picking the right nonprofit to work with when we come right back. With the dark winter cold, rats and ants are being pushed into your home. Stay comfortable in your home with a call to Oxley Pest Control at 661-325-2687. The professionals at Oxley Pest Control can install door sweeps and traps to keep those little critters out and protect your greatest asset. Call Oxley Pest Control at 661-325-2687 or visit them at OxleyPest.com. That's O-X-L-E-Y-P-E-S-T.com now. Tell me about the popcorn machine. 
We have a long history of popcorn in uh -huh. our business. When we started in the 70s, we went to a trade show and there was a popcorn machine on display saying you should pop popcorn in your store. Right. My father was already giving out free coffee and cookies, which okay. ended up being an afternoon stop for most of the kids in Taft. Right. But that was before you got paranoid of putting your hand in the cookie jar and things like that. Right, so right, right. Over time, we found that popcorn was a good, good way to make the customers happy. It was easy to produce. Right. It was fairly inexpensive. Right. But fast forward 45 years later, we've probably gone through pallets and pallets of popcorn. Became the popcorn store. We became the popcorn store. Generations of uh, kids in this town right. would come to the True Value Hardware store, not because they wanted to wander around the aisles. They knew they'd get a free bag of popcorn. <laughs> and they knew that mom would say, get one for me. <laughs> or it's movie night, grab four. <laughs> So we've seen some people that were a little more um, greedy through the years. Right. But in the scheme of things, if you want to take four bags of popcorn home from True Value, knock yourself out. Right. I made a delivery to a local bar one time, and I went in there with some paint, and they go, Cooper, where's our popcorn? <laughs> so I thought, well, I could be a smart aleck and say, get in the store and get it. Right. I had them brew up an entire bucket, a five-gallon bucket of popcorn, pop it up. Right. Took it back in there and slammed it on the counter. Here's your popcorn. <laughs> they about fell off the seat laughing and they were tickled to death. They had popcorn for a week. But those are the type of ways that you can have an effect in a small community on your customers and stuff. Is that I like to hear a smart aleck question and then respond in a fun way. Right, right. But the popcorn has gone on continuously for years. Right. And then COVID came along. Oh. Yeah. And we got paranoid about germs and masks and touching things. And right. so we retired the poor popcorn machine. Hmm. Uh, last year we went to a trade show and there's a new popcorn machine out oh, that yeah. dispenses popcorn without touching it. You really? push a button and it slides out a chute. Okay. So we've just recently brought that in. Right. And as a way to bring back popcorn, we're going to debut our popcorn machine on Black Friday. Nice. You know, some stores draw them in with a big screen TV right. or a video game. Well, we put out a post last night on Facebook and Instagram. It was amazing the response we got. <laughs> Everything from, I love that tradition. I was talking about it last week with my family to, right. good, we're bringing the whole family in. On the popcorn Black store's back. Yeah, we're stopping at True Value on the way to Bakersfield <laughs> to shop. Sure. They may not buy anything. Right. But most people are are conscientious or paranoid. If they're gonna come in for free popcorn, they're gonna buy something. Right, right. But because a popcorn machine is in view of the cashiers, we right. do see some drive ups. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mom's having a little craving for popcorn. They'll stop off, run and get a bag and look around and run out the door with it. That's fine, good grief, you know. Right. If we can do that, it doesn't cost us much. And right. it, the goodwill is, is much more, much goes a long ways, so. And with that goodwill, also that comes to our next visionary question, courtesy of Mike Saba, a Zillow premier agent with Watson Realty, born, raised, and never left Kern County. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Visionary Sylvia from Morro Bay asks, we're planning on expanding our community involvement next year, but how do you choose which organizations to get involved with? Community involvement can be pretty tricky. Okay. I think you have to be kind of a generous person at heart and realize what comes around goes around. Right. There's only so much coming in each day. 
And so you have to be real careful in what goes out. Right. But I've found through the years that if we support the cause, the group, the team, mm. and focus on that versus the individual, mm. we can be generous and we can also um, be consistent. Right. There's a lot of groups that raise money. Right. There's a lot of events that go on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people ask us how we do it. Right. Well, we don't, we're not really set up to write a, a check mm. or to, to sponsor monetarily. Right. But when you have a hardware store full of stuff, you can right. get pretty creative on how you support things. Like how? We also have a rental business, so we rent okay. tables and chairs. Ah. So we're the only rental group out here on the west side. Right. And a lot of times, events, that's, a, that's kind of a big expense to put right. on. Right. So we found through the years that we can sponsor tables and chairs and tablecloths and whatever else. Right. And have a good presence that way. Right. And it's a pretty good dollar amount, amount when you look at it. Right. So we have a couple annual events that we do that we are proud to sponsor like each year. Taft College has a big thing called the Cougar Cookout. Right. That's how we met? Yes. And it takes place out in the open area. Mm -hmm. That's quite an event. And right. there's a lot that goes into it. And it's one of those events where kind of if you're somebody, you go to it. Right. And if you're not somebody, you go to it too. <laughs> right. So for us, it gives us some exposure. It gives some goodwill, allows us to be part of the event and part of the solution. Right. And in the end, it's not a big expense. Right. You know, the, the biggest part is the labor and the things to get it set up and torn down. Right. Are you involved with Oil Dorado? <laughs> <laughs> well, Oil Dorado, for people that aren't familiar with Oil Dorado, right. it is a celebration of oil and the petroleum industry. Right, which is the main industry of Taft. It's right. our bread and butter. It's like garlic is to Gilroy. It's right. what strawberries is to you know, Royal Grande or over the coast. So right. our festival celebrates oil. Sure. And when Old Dorado was started in the 30s, right. it was just an opportunity to put an event on. Right. Local business people got involved. Well, Old Dorado is very near and dear to my heart. I've, my heart. I've been involved with it for over 20 years. Congratulations. And I'm on the board and I'm a past president. But that's one of the great things about being self-employed and having a family business is you right. have the time to commit to outside activities that benefit your community. Right. And Old Dorado is held every five years. Right. Because it's such a production to put on. Right. It's all volunteers. Right. So as opposed to doing every year and burning out the volunteers, we, we, we let them rest for five years. Right. But a lot happens in five years. Right. <laughs> time, right. Time flies. Sure. Right. And, and it's time already. We're yeah. doing this again. Yeah. 2025 is the next Eldorado. It's right. held every October. Right. But it is a time when people forget that they may be unemployed and that things are tough. It's a two-week celebration, 10 days of parades, parties, concerts. We have a carnival. We have a... We have a, an air show. We do a hot air balloon festival. Right. There's so many great things that come about that. It's, it's Taft's family reunion every five years. And people come from all over the world. It's one of the top, top tourist events, top events in Kern County. Right. I'm lucky to be in a position to where I can put the time and energy forth and that we can make contributions and, and help it be successful right. through the store. With being able to supply tables and chairs to organizations like the Taft College Foundation for their annual event, as well as being a part of Oil Dorado, at some point you have to put a set of rules in place that says this is what we will associate ourselves with, these are things that we won't. 
What are those rules that you've established and, and why did you create them? You can't be everything to everybody, first of all. Mm. With that, um, we just try to pick and choose something that's positive, something that gives us good exposure. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants something right. as a trade-off. Right. You know, I don't think of it as what's in it for me if somebody comes to me and asks for a door prize for their church carnival. Right. But by having a giving heart, by knowing that word of mouth is very effective, right. it's easier to say yes and give them an ice cream freezer or some other type of fun item right. that's part of their raffle. Right. It really gives us a positive exposure. Mm -hmm. It allows people to have a good drawing or event where there's a door prize involved. Right. And it keeps our customers happy. Right. And it's a trade-off. I mean, we've been selling stuff for years. Right. So a lot of people think that we're raking in the dough. Right. When they, when in reality, there's a lot of overhead, a lot of costs. Right. But by giving somebody a door prize that will help their event be successful, it generates a lot of goodwill, and it's fun to do. It sounds like the part of the rules that you've created is tables and chairs, yes, door prize under a certain amount or something like that. Am I getting the right yeah, gist and, of this? And the fun part is gauging how big the event is. Ah, okay. You know, if it's 12 people having a car wash. Right. It's different than a Toys for Tots toy run right. or a large event that's annual where a lot of people go to. Right. So if it's a golf tournament, I'll do a barbecue or something. Right. So you kind of gauge how many of your customers are there right. and how many people will see it. Right. But in the end, something's appropriate for them. To, they'll, they'll have fun awarding and giving out. And it gives us a lot of exposure. Was your dad your biggest teacher? Store? My dad was my biggest teacher after the fact. Okay. As a kid, my father was very, um, he was very quiet. He was non-confrontational. Mm -hmm. He worked for a, a bank that gave farm loans before we got in the hardware business. He grew up on a farm in Arizona. And he was very different than me. Mm. And as a kid, you kind of resent that. Right. They weren't the town socialites. They weren't the ones that encouraged all the crazy things. They were steady and they were good. Right. And it took me years after the fact to appreciate that. My dad wasn't a joiner. Right. I'm a joiner. Right. He was very dedicated to the store and very dedicated to what he did. And that was his comfort level. But looking back, there are things that I see that my father did where he's my hero now. He's been gone for a while, but just today I was thinking about him on the way he would handle situations or conversations he had, he had with somebody 20 years ago in, this, you know, in the store where someone would say, I really miss your dad. Right. He was great to talk to. He was the most helpful guy. We're not sure why he wanted to be in the hardware business. Right. He was a good tinkerer. Right. You know, but... Um, it turned out being a great career for him. And he did things differently than Jeff and I do. But uh, there's still things here in the store, a work area he sat at where he has his tools, or he did things that were really peculiar back then to me right. that are brilliant now. Such so, as? 
Well, he had a cart that was converted into a mobile workshop. And on that cart, he would use it when he ordered. And he hated having to go look for things he saw was wrong. So he had a pickup stick on there. He had every size hook you can imagine. He had, he had a tape measure. He had a notebook. He had a place made out of a coffee cup holder made out of ABS pipe that he glued on. Right. My dad was definitely function over form. Got it. But he didn't really care what people thought. Right. He, he was just King, King Cooper. Right. And so many people realized that and saw that. It's pretty hard to just be happy with what you got. And my dad was that way. And we've learned a lot through the years. You can't be everything to everybody. But um, he was really genuine and he was, he was helpful. He liked to help people. And one-on-one, -on -one, it was a great conversation. But he wouldn't be the guy planning El Dorado. He wouldn't be the guy joining Kiwanis. Right. So that's how we're different, is that I find joy in community events and helping see other people have a good time. It's really where it kind of boils down to. It's like, I like putting on the show. And my son has kind of taken on that type of persona too. As a trick-or-treater, he'd rather hand out candy than be the recipient. Right. In fact, he'd go, hey dad, there's more customers coming to the door. <laughs> he didn't call them trick-or-treaters, he called them customers. Trickers. And in a lot of ways they were. Right. What's one piece of business advice that you have given over and over and over again that nobody listens to? You gotta stick with something. You gotta pick your battles. And if it's a labor love, it'll be successful for you. But don't do it because it's a popular thing to do or it's the social club to be involved with in town. Do what makes you happy and in turn, it'll benefit others and make others happy too. And um, I've never been caught up in trying to be in the right group or the right service club or run for an office because I have a bone to pick. I got on that health care district board because we didn't have any health care services out here on the west side and, and they weren't lined up to come here. Right. So we had to create our own solution. Right. And some days it's really easy to do, and other days it's a real pain. It's a real challenge, a real pain. Right. You know, but if you stick with something you believe in, it's a lot easier in the end to look back at it and know you put a good effort in. And I surround myself with those type of people in this community. And there's still a lot of them out here. You know, there's um, service and volunteerism is kind of a lost art. We're seeing a new wave of it. But a lot of times it, it takes work and it, and, it, and it takes mentorship and it takes a bit of work to get kids to realize what it's for. Because some kids think it's embarrassing if you're going to go pick up trash on the highway or if you're going to help out at an event. Right. When they see the, the benefit of it and they see what it generates, it's pretty neat. But you know, we're all just too caught up in looking out for number one and don't really realize how beneficial it can be when you when you give a little you get more in return what was the biggest challenge that you have undertook here with the store and how did it change you well, i think nothing's easy first of all we um work really hard at trying to help our employees evolve and feel needed it's definitely a work in progress. Right. A family-owned business has a pretty flat management structure. Right. You know, there's Eric and Jeff, and then there's everybody else. Right. But what I've learned through the years, and I'm still learning and working on it, is that people need to be in charge of something. They need to be needed. They need to have some input. 
that's been my biggest challenge through the years is, you know, at the end of the day, they clock out and go home. They come back tomorrow. But they need the same type of satisfaction from job well done that, that I do. Right. It's just such a different way of going about it. And we hire nice people. And in turn, the nice people want to do good and be involved in things. And they, I hire someone that wants to help a customer more than just get a paycheck, you know? And that's the fun of doing it, because sometimes you think you found the right person, and sometimes you realize, well, that was a bad choice. <laughs> right. So people come and go. Right. But if you're just gonna spend eight hours with someone every day, you wanna hire someone that you wanna cheer for and root for and see grow. Now, our niche is the high school graduate to the college student. We have some retired people, we have some people that they found their place, they love it here, and we have long-term employees. Right. But in general, when, you, when you're working here, we try to take care of them. We feed them, we give them snacks, we give them incentives, we give bonuses, things that just totally come from the bottom line. Right. But it far outweighs the, the dollar amount when you find people that look out for us. And the employees truly care about Jeff and I and our family and the business. And you find that in ways that you wouldn't even think of. You know, when a customer brings someone back, that's obviously they bought a pipe wrench and they've used it and they say it doesn't work. Right. You know, they're a lot harder on the customer than I am. <laughs> you know? Right. And a lot of times I have to come out and say, well, just take it back and that's fine. Right. Because in the end, no one wants to pick a fight with a customer. Right. Right. And it, in the scheme of things, it's a few bucks here, a few bucks there. And it also shows that the employee cares enough to say, no, this guy or this gal, no, they're, they're trying to pull one over on you. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of times they are. Right. But if they, it's, it's amazing that they care enough to make the effort to be our security guard or our, you know, our bulldog or, or you know, tell the customer this isn't appropriate, whatever. I don't know if we can take this back. Let me check with Eric. Right. I say, yeah, let's take it back. Right. And then, you know, why'd you do that, Eric? Well, because you know what? But you know what? There's a saying that customers always first. Right. We believe that employees, if they're first and are happy, then they'll take care of the customer a lot better. Because sometimes customers just want to win the battle. Right. They want to get the deal. They right. want to you know, take one on and, and take Stick advantage. Stick it to the man, yeah. Stick it to the man. And for whatever reason, sometimes when you're the man, you can have a big effect on that. Right. And I've got some great employees that will take a mad customer that's just crazy mad, and before you know it, they've, they've got a friend. And so that's the key, I think, is people come in here, they don't want to fight, but they're having a bad day, they got a leak, they got something that broke, they've been called away from work. So if someone's in a bad mood, it's not our job to make it worse. Right. Let's just try to get you through it and help it. Right. Eric, this has been a real treat. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Well, thank you for the opportunity to sit and talk about it. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Best way is probably by my phone. Okay. So I'm happy to take a call. My cell phone is posted everywhere. It's 661-747-2605 store is good about taking messages too and our main store phone number here is 661-765-7531 our website cooperstruevalue.com 
as a way to leave a message, place an order, right? and email. It's truevalue at bak.rr.com. And the store address? We're at 407 9th Street. And I tell people around the corner, 10th and Kern. <laughs> it's the only stoplight in town. <laughs> and we're out here in Taft. Well, again, this was a treat. I really appreciate you taking time. This, this was a lot of fun. It's been fun watching the customers go by and wonder what the heck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be right back with my final thought. The reason I'm here with Eric Cooper, one of the co-owners of Cooper's True Valley Hardware and Taft, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out, yeah, how do I go through and pick what nonprofit organization do I work with and what's the criteria that I set because everybody's coming out of the woodwork. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Hello Visioneers, Sasha and I are here to talk about, we've got a new season of Small Business Celebration coming up and we're looking for ad sponsors. Isn't that a great idea so we can grow and expand what we're doing for Visioneer Nation? Yeah, he thinks so too. So if you've got a business, you've got a service that you like to promote to Visioneer Nation, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. The surprise is in the joke itself. In the mid-1980s, my great-grandfather passed away. It was my dad's responsibility to go through his things. And one of those things was a four-drawer filing cabinet full of jokes. The reason being, my great-grandfather always felt he didn't have a sense of humor. So when somebody told a joke that he liked, he would go back into his office and he would studiously write down the joke and studiously file that joke in the filing cabinet. So that when he had a new prospect coming in or a good client, he always had a joke at the ready. This lesson wasn't lost on me. Principally being that with Small Business Celebration and my guests, when I sit down to interview them, that's often the very first time I've ever met them. Yes, we talk on the phone beforehand, but I don't actually get to meet them in person until we actually do the conversation. And as a result, I learned from my great-grandfather that if you tell a joke, it helps put them at ease. And I've also done a little bit of research before the interview that's also industry-specific, so it helps increase the comfort level of the joke. And one of the things I also noticed is that when I started taking those jokes and I started putting them into the credits because I needed something for content, it was a hit with you, Vision Your Nation. How was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know that I'd stumble upon something that'd make things even better for visioneers like you? The surprise was in the joke itself. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Eric Cooper, the co-owner of Cooper's True Value Hardware in Taft, California. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And until next week, when we have a very special guest for our 250th episode, me. And we'll see you then. 
Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.